conversations heard at the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's been a while. I got to do another episode. I've got one for you. Uh, in fact, it happened just today, just moments ago. Conversations heard at the gym, lessons learned. This one is about the most valuable tool. Stay with me here. The most valuable tool that you possess as far as your income potential. What is it? Is it your degree? Is it your education? Is it your license? Is it your certification? Whatever it might be. It's none of that. Let's talk about it in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. don't miss an episode tap on the follow plus or subscribe button and you'll get two new episodes each week thanks for listening to the culture hacks podcast with russ hill it has been gosh it's probably been like a year at least six months since i've done an episode talking about um something that uh something i heard saw observed thought about at the gym and we all have kind of that place, right? For some of you, it's the shower. For others, it's the it's the back porch while sipping a cup of hot chocolate or coffee or whatever it might be. Other people, it's sitting in your hot tub on the back porch. Some people, it's the gym or the treadmill or swimming in a pool or riding your bike or out on the golf. Whatever it is, we've all got that place or a couple of places where our mind just totally um, really the creativity flows, right? And ideas are coming and you're, you're just, you're just, that's where you go to brainstorm or to think about stuff. For me, one of those places is the gym. And I think it's because, um, typically I'm working out in the middle of the day. So I've worked for a few hours, gotten up, I've had a meeting with a client or with someone else. And I've, uh, so I've got the, the, the juices flowing and then and then I and then I hit the gym in the middle of the day, and then the whatever it is, um, the endorphins, the what dopamine, the I don't know what it is. You all know what it is. Something flows, starts flowing in your bloodstream or in your body, and and it just it gets you thinking, and it it gets you um, energized. That's what exercising does for me. Not every time, but most times, and it it's one of the reasons I love working out is because of the creativity, the thought process, the energy that it unleashes for me, usually. And so I wanna share with you something that, uh, something I was thinking about because I heard a conversation um, and it got me totally thinking and I think this is gonna be super helpful for all of you to think about as well. Some of you haven't even ever thought about this and others of you need a push in this area and some of you are dialed in and I want to reinforce that. So welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams, helping build leaders. As the uh, intro to the show says, that's what I do. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com, more about our leadership development training um, program or side of our business, which is going to be changing pretty dramatically that like what we've got now is going to stay because it's greatly successful, but we're going to add 
some additional elements to it. And I'm excited to share that with you in the weeks and months to come. And uh, so you can find out more about that at leadin30.com. I am in the truck. You guys, uh, it's been 197 degrees in Phoenix all summer, like our hottest summer ever, which is saying something for Arizona, right? (laughs) You you do not want to be in Phoenix during the hottest summer ever. And this has been the summer that we've taken the least amount of family trips because of a lot of different reasons. And um, so we've experienced almost every grueling day of it. And today it's cloudy and my car says it's 85 right now, which some of you think 85, how are you, how are you um, handling that? That's way hot. 85 is like 65 to all of you, right? Like beautiful. And you've got to remember most of the time in Arizona, we've got no humidity. And so when it's 85, it's really 85. As opposed to, I was in Minneapolis like uh, a couple weeks ago. And I got on the plane and I'm thinking, oh, going to Minnesota it's for you know a business trip, it's going to be awesome because I'm going to get some relief from the heat. And it, you know how the pilot kind of talks uh, at, on the on-air or the uh, onboard intercom as you're getting ready to take off. He's welcoming you on board, tells you a little bit about the flight path and and then and then tells you the what the weather's like where you're going, which is kind of funny because we've all got apps now that do that. But anyway, on this particular, I don't usually I usually tune that out. I'm on a plane so much and um, and uh, and so. But this day I was listening to it for some weird reason, and he said, um, "Yeah, the weather in Minneapolis where we're headed is they're having a heat wave, and so with the heat index, read into that humidity. We don't have a heat index in Phoenix. We don't have a." Um, what do you call it? Wind chill factor, like so many of you have during the winter. Whatever the temperature is, is what the temperature is in Arizona. It's kind of it's the only place I've ever lived like that because there's there's just not there's a lack of humidity, which makes it not colder in the winter and makes it not hotter than it already is in the summer. Anyway, long story short, he says the heat index in Minneapolis uh, right now is 108, like 108 in Minneapolis. Minneapolis in the summer is supposed to be like 70. Those people put up with negative 40 in the winter for like six months in a row with no sunshine. It's stinking freezing. Can't go outside forever. In fact, I don't know if you've been to Minneapolis much, but all of downtown, it's one of the cool things about that city or not cool. It's actually, it's sad that they have to do this, but the whole downtown's connected through an underground tunnel system. Did you know that? And the reason is in the winter, it's too cold to walk across the street. Like you've got like negative, I'm not exaggerating negative, but last time I was in Minneapolis in the winter, it was literally negative 40, negative 40. I know it's not that way every day, but it's in the negatives most, a lot of the winter. Anyway, so I'm thinking if you're going to put up with that crap in the winter, then don't you want like 85 or 75 every day in sunshine in the summer? Not 108. It was insane. Anyway, why the crap am I talking? Oh, I know, I know why I'm talking about this because right now in Arizona, it's 85 and it's cloudy and we're, it's going to get hot again before it cools down. But we have desperately needed a day like today. And so I'm out in my truck grabbing some lunch in the middle of the workday after a workout. And uh, so that's why the audio sounds the way it does because I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm talking to my iPhone. Okay. In a moment, I got to make a quick pickup. You won't even notice. I'll be right back. And I want to talk to you about what happened at the gym. Okay, so today I'm uh, after my workout. I decide, you know what? I'm gonna spend a uh, a few minutes in the uh, in the sauna, and um, 
and just like I'm going to walk in there and just hang for like uh, maybe five minutes, um, which will help my recovery a little bit. And I had uh, I focused a little bit on cardio today, and I thought that will help me. Uh, that'll help me with that. Anyway, so I get in. I get in there, and there's uh, these two guys. So no one's in there. I'm like, oh, I love it when there's nobody in the sauna. And um, and so I. Um, I get in, and uh, after a couple of minutes, these two guys walk in, and they start having this uh, this pretty loud conversation with each other. And one, it's clear that one is a physical trainer and uh, a fitness trainer, right? And the he doesn't work at this gym. I don't know where he works, but he's training the other guy, who I don't I, I don't know if he's a client or a friend. Or I, I that wasn't clear. And the, the trainer guy is like maybe 25, 23, I don't know, in, in his early to mid-20s. The other guy is probably 35. And uh, and the trainer looks like a trainer. He's fairly in shape and um, – or in shape. And the other guy is not so much, right? And, and so they start talking about some of the stretches and whatever they did today and how he was trying to loosen them up and whatever else. So they're having this conversation. I'm kind of listening because it's interesting. Um, and and they don't know I'm listening because I get AirPods in, <laughs> but I'm not listening to anything at the moment. I'm trying to breathe through the heat in the sauna and survive for another minute or two. So I'm, uh, I'm just kind of listening. And, and, um, and the, the, the trainer guy says, yeah, my girlfriend – um, I got her licensed or certified or whatever. And so the, the, the client's asking, um, um, oh, like which certification class, I don't, I don't know the, this lingo, you guys, but what certification did she get or which license or whatever you do in that world? And uh, he's like, oh, she got this one. And, uh, and then he's like, well, which one do you have? I have this one. And, and then the trainer guy says this, here's the punchline. He says, none of that actually matters thought okay let's see where this is going he says what matters is your ability to sell and i thought okay that dude is going to be successful the fact that he realizes that and then he goes on and he's like it's all about using your mouth you got to use your mouth and you got you got to be able to sell that's the key it's not the license it's not the certification that determines it's not which one you get whether it's that one or this one, that who cares? What matters is your ability to sell and use your mouth to to communicate and whatever else. So he says that, and at that point, actually, I completely tune out of the conversation because I'm thinking he like why did he get to learn that? <laughs> why did he get to learn that at 23 or 25 or whatever age he is? And I. I didn't realize that I didn't learn that until it was through reading books and through a lot of other things that I learned that at like 65. Why is that the case? And and so I wonder if you've this this episode is not just about that. I'm going to broaden it out in just a moment. But have you learned that? Like there are a few industries where the certification, the degree, the license, the whatever matter a ton and so you got to go to medical school or you got to go become a physical therapist or you got to take all the whatever and pass the bar and what and and engineering you got to understand math to an incredible level and you've got to whatever 
there there are a good number, not most. In fact, I think it's the minority. It's the it's few. It's like 10 percent of you, 5 percent of you out there. Maybe it's a little more. I don't know. We'd have to look up the numbers, but it's not that many of you where that really matters a ton. And so let me give you an example of this. I work and I've talked a little bit about this in the past and hang with me, track with me, because I'm going to get to some questions for you. Uh, in this episode that I want you thinking about in your attempt to be successful, grow and lead others. So the in my in my profession, again, you all, if you've listened to more than just this episode, you know that I spend my living working with senior executive teams of the world's biggest companies, some of them. Right. And uh, and there are there are some medium to small size companies in there, too. But most of them are very large. They're global or They've got a lot of employees. And so we're in the we're in the room with the senior executives. And when I first started this job, when a consulting firm hired me, the consulting firm did not they didn't care. They they had certain qualifications for their for what it took to be a consultant. They want to be with master's degrees and all this kind of stuff. Right. And I wasn't really, as those of you that know the story, I know I wasn't really gunning for the job. Like when I interviewed with the firm that I used to work at that got me into the consulting industry, I didn't really care about joining them. I wasn't, I wasn't pursuing that. It wasn't even on my radar. I just had a friend who said, hey, would you, um, would you be willing to talk to our CEO? And so I had that conversation. They never asked me about my education. Now, granted, I wasn't 22 years old. I'd had a lot of life experience and I had had a good amount of professional experience leading teams. And, um, and so, but they didn't ask me, oh, you know, for this position, we actually require a master's degree. Never came up. Okay. Then when I started working with senior executives and I was in the room with them, guess what? To this day, you guys have been doing this a long time now and worked with a lot of executives in like, let's go through the list of companies you buy, shop with, fly with, buy cars from, get, have insurance from, go to get treatment from the eat at these companies. These are, and do you know what's never ever come up in any of those conversations with any of those potential clients and then clients, what's never come up is, hey, Russ, what's your certification? Hey, Russ, are you licensed? In the, hey, Russ, do, what's your degree in? Hey, Russ, where did you go to school in? Never. Not once. Do you know what I don't ever start a conversation with with a client? Me. I never start a conversation with a potential client about me, my qualifications with, or our firm. We don't even talk about it. And we dig in, it's all about them. The very beginning, we don't get up in our first meeting with an executive team and go through 10 slides about, let us tell you about our firm. Let us tell you about who we work with. Let us tell you about, look at us, look at us, no. We get up in front of the room, we immediately start creating value by talking about, pointing to, asking about them. 
And in the course of our conversation, very quickly, if we're doing it well, they realize, oh, these folks can bring some serious value. Oh, these folks have some experience that qualifies them to be in the room. We walk to the front of the room, virtually or in person, and we command that space, we fill it. And through what we say and the experience we immediately create, we, we, um, we, earn their, we, we earn credibility. We earn their respect or their attention. And we, this, I'm going to use the wrong verb here. I was going to say we demand it. And that, that's a little too strong. We, we, um, we create it. How about that? We, 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 well, we actually more that we, we, do, we really re, uh, create an experience where we, we demand their attention and they give it to us. And so, um, or earn, I guess is a, probably a, a, a better, um, more positive way to say that. And so here's, here's why I'm thinking about that because some of you are younger, you're getting degrees or educations. Does that matter? Yes, it matters. It makes you more well-rounded. And, and the biggest opportunity you have is to network with other people and to learn and whatever else. That's what's huge and the opportunity that exists there. And what's not going to make you ultimately successful, in my opinion, is your degree, your license, your whatever. So here's this physical trainer, fitness trainer, whatever the crap he, he is in the, um, in the gym, in the sauna talking to a client. And he's saying, yeah, I've got that certification, but that's not what leads to my success. And if you're 45 years old, you know this by now, but you might not been, if you're 25, you need to hear this. It doesn't mean you don't go to college. It doesn't mean you don't go to trade school. It doesn't mean you don't enroll in the course that you don't get the, like, that's all really good. And in some industries and some jobs, it's required, but it's not going to get you success. What's good. So what is Right. So let's transition, spend the last few minutes in this episode talking about what is it? It's what you're passionate about. You are extremely engaged. If in, in your job, I'm willing to make this bet. You're extremely engaged in your industry, your profession, your current role. If you're spending time on in an area that you are passionate about, you've got experience and wisdom that's been gained more through experience. So your wisdom and your knowledge has come more through experience than it has from education. And you've captured that. You found a way to articulate that and represent it to others. And, and so you're, 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 you're feeling fulfilled and successful if you're in a space that you're passionate about, where you're able to talk to or work on or spend your day working in that area. And... The second part of that is you have the ability to create, to build, to grow without limitations that insult your intelligence or experience, right? Because some of you are in the space, but you're working for a company or a leader or an organization that's limiting your ability to create, that is so bureaucratic, it's not even funny or has has requirements that don't allow you to focus on the long term. They're so focused on this quarter or this month's results that you can't really create and you don't get to interact with the customer or build or ideate in a way that that brings you um, 
brings you satisfaction and allows you to build long-term impact. How do I know all these things? And why am I guessing on this? Because I've been there, right? And I'm not there now and it is insanely, um, insanely fulfilling. So what should you do? Well, my question to you would be, are you in a space where you're spending your most of your day in an area that you are passionate about and that you have experience and wisdom in? And if not, what is it going to take to get into that space? And what is that space? What would that be doing? What? So what you think about, well, where, what, am I, what are my hobbies? What do I love to read about? What do I listening to podcast about? What do I love to spend my time on? Where do I take a conversation um, at, at a restaurant with friends? What do I like? What what's actually interesting to me? Really interesting. That doesn't feel like work. It's that. So for me, leadership development and working with executives like those are the books I would read if we were hanging together at the beach. And I know to some of you that seems weird, although it shouldn't seem weird if you're listening to this podcast because I'm assuming you're somewhat interested in that too. However, you're probably interested in it as it pertains to a specific industry or you're looking for help in leading a team that does whatever it is that you're passionate about, whether it is being a fitness trainer or whether it is – whether it's um, healthcare or um, manufacturing or retail or restaurant space or design or whatever it might be, you're really interested in those things. And so what, what is that? And are you spending your time on that? And are you monetizing? I've talked so much about this, you all. I know it's just a passion of mine because it was such a major unlock for me. Are you monetizing your wisdom and your expertise and your experience? And, and if you're earlier in your career or you haven't even launched really your career yet, go gain experience in that industry or doing some of those things and get some reps for several years, learn and stumble and fail a little bit and all that. And then, and then you, you, you'll have more ability to do this. And if you're not, if you're not monetizing that, then you need to probably adjust. And then you need to realize your, if you're leaning too much on your, your education, formal education, your license, your, your degree, your certification, then you're probably not achieving a great deal of success mentally. If that's where you think, oh, well, I've got that sheet of paper. Therefore, I'm going to be successful or it shouldn't. Yeah, you're probably not. You're probably not that differentiated from the person next to you with the same title. Is that making sense? So I loved that conversation. There's a book. What? I can't remember what it was called, but it's like everybody's in sales. And that was, I read that like 10 years ago and I wasn't in sales at the time, didn't do anything related to sales. And I, I remember seeing it at a, at a Barnes and Noble back when you used to walk into those and, um, and they, uh, <laughs> and I remember seeing that title that, oh, that's interesting. Cause I don't think of myself at all as involved in sales. So I'm going to read that cause it's challenging. It's, um, it's an unconsidered need for me. And so I read it and I was like, oh, it, oh, like opened up my eyes massively. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in sales. I don't even think I'm in sales, but I am in sales. And I loved that that physical trainer was saying that. His chance of success, because he's got all this expertise, man, just listening to a minute of his conversation with this guy who's working out with caused me to go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's got expertise and passion, like just the parts of the body he was describing and how they work together. I'm like, okay, he's not just a, a fitness buff. He's not just a guy that likes working out. He studied the body. 
He's passionate about how, in fact, he was saying that to this other guy in the, in the, in the sauna. He was like, yeah, it's crazy how the body works together and how, you know, actually your chest is impacted by your shoulders and your ability to build that. Those are connected and your shoulders are actually, and I thought, oh man, he's got that. He's passionate about it. He's told like, that's what he would read or watch YouTube videos about or buy a course in or study, or he probably follows people on Instagram and Twitter or whatever it is who are interested in those things or in that space. He just naturally goes to that at a dinner conversation. He's talking about that and he realizes that his certification or education helped him. They, they opened a door, but they are not going to be the reason for his success. It's his ability to connect to help someone understand what he's, what he's gained knowledge in. That's why I loved in this podcast. That's all I'm doing is trying to unlock for others exactly what I've discovered, what I've shared, what I've learned, what I'm seeing out there. I'm passionate about it. And hopefully in the process, you're getting, you're getting value out of that. Anyway, lots to think about. Hope that's helpful. Lean into all of that. You're in sales. <laughs> that's, a, that's not my direct topic in this episode, but um, yeah, I've said enough. All right. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well, everybody. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.